Hey, what's up? Today is June 7th, 2020. You are listening to the podcast that isn't afraid to call out the good people. This is queer all year. And I guess, yeah, you know, good people. Eh, I mean, who's good? This is Kat Jones, and I am good. I am your host, and I'm joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer and co-host, Mick G. I mean, like... To define, I'm not what, talking about that. Good, what a good person <laughs> is like. That's a. Um, uh, well, today we're we're defining it as the ACLU. Usually, we think they're good. Well, sure, but um, that's not a person. I, I mean, like, do you do? I, I just mean, like, is it enough to do to do more good than you do harm? Does that make you good, or how good do you have to be to be good? Good and bad are, are human terms. Right. And uh law is a human term. So yeah, in human terms, what does it take to be considered good? Um I mean I've never tased a black person. Okay. I hope that's not the benchmark for <laughs> right? good. Right, yeah, but... I'm saying I do not believe that is. Um I live my life striving to do better unto others than I would have done to myself, you know? The golden rule for me is, like, yeah, take whatever anybody gives you and then, like, give back, like, 80,000% of goodness into the world. So. Yeah, well, but eh, do we succeed? I don't know. I don't believe in the word evil, but that makes a lot of people angry. Well, I mean... I hate. I don't I know. Also I just watch don't a lot of believe true crime that... shows, and they're all like, "Evil exists." If you think evil doesn't exist, it does. And I'm like, "Well, okay, well, but that's yeah, your I don't evil because evil isn't a I real don't, thing." Yeah, I don't view evil as a, a sinister, like a sinister force that, like, uh, yeah, like people can do evil things depending on your definition. I, of evil. I just you view evil as really bad, like <laughs> evil. You know, like I mean, it would it would take a lot. Uh, I would say, honestly, if we're if I'm gonna go into it, I would say kneeling on someone's neck until they died. I would call that evil. That's my right? that's my benchmark for evil. Like evil's got to be bad, and that is evil to me. You told me not to go there. So today. I mean, like, <laughs> no, I know, but like, I told you not to. Not to like make a, a yeah, blanket yeah. C- condemnation of a certain group of people, not based on race. It was the New York City anyway, police that I was did... going to condemn, but um, yeah. Let's move on. Did you see that um, someone bought all of Minneapolis's police uh, body cams, and it, they accepted them like a gift? They were like, "Oh, thank you," and you know, and they like in the background, they're like, "Oh, thank." Thank you. Do you, God, you mean like was it, it a corporation that bought it for them or was it the protesters? No, I think it was a group. Okay. I, it was like Amazon or oh. something. Because I was going to say that would be awesome that... if it was Black Lives Matters that gave it to them. And so then they potentially would have access to all of those cameras since they gave it to them. 
Oh, well, technically they should be. I mean, well, should be isn't a. I, I'm uh, pretty sure body cam footage is like legally required to be like public. Well, but only if uh, it's accessible. Only if it's uh, relevant to a case. Is that nationwide or is that just certain uh, places? Yeah, I don't know. Because who decides if it's relevant to a case? Like that's BS. Like if I decide it's relevant to a case, then give it to me. You know, I bet you have to. Well, send no, in a you. Yeah, I was gonna say like it can't just everything. be anybody that. Does yeah. That. Uh, I was listening to um, True Crime Obsessed today. They did a, a rebroadcast were. of their. They did a rebroadcast of their coverage of the Sandra Bland doc, uh, documentary, and um, what the heck was I just talking about? Oh, body cam footage. So what they're trained to do, apparently, in Texas, I don't know if it's true anymore, but what they were trained to do at the time was, like, this officer was getting her on the ground because they are trained to get them out of the the camera, the, the car's camera site. Oh. Like, that's why so often, that's why so often these these dash cams, use, this stuff happens off. Camera. Yeah, I kind of wonder about because that. They're like, trained. I've been on the side and they make you get down so you're below hood level. Well, I've never been taken out of my car. But I've watched a lot of, you know, dash cam stuff and it always happens off camera. And that and they're literally yeah. trained to do that. Now, I don't know if that's still true, but I don't see why it wouldn't be. You know. Yeah. I have no proof that it's not true. I have knowledge. Like, I have proof that that was true and is true as far as I know. I have no proof that it's been changed, I guess, is what I'm saying. We gotta move on. So, (laughs) this is the world we live in. I want to ring doorbell, but now that the cops are on them. So, we're going to talk about the ACLU. And um, how they used to be kind of... I'm a curse word, I'm going to say. So this is 1957. Um, In January of 1957, the ACLU Board of Directors introduced a national policy statement declaring state sodomy statutes and employee discrimination against gays and lesbians to be constitutional. And I am not sure why it took until June for this to like come into effect because it's just a policy statement. You know, but June, I guess. And so this was in response to hundreds of queer people having requested help with legal assistance after having been victims of discrimination. You know, like in the 50s, it's crazy that they're like wanting to speak out like and and like get leave, you know, get involved legally. Yeah, actually tell the government about it and, you know. Yeah, they could. I mean, if the ACLU had been interested, like. This could have gone, like, you know, we could be in a different place right now. I mean, probably not very different, but, you know. But so uh, their statement was that there was, quote, no constitutional right to practice homosexual acts and that such acts, quote, can be regulated or prohibited as distinguished from belief and speech what? protected by the oh Constitution. My- the American Civil Liberties Union. Wow. Anyway, they also they affirmed the legality of excluding queer people from joining the military, holding government jobs, and even private employment. 
and they cited contemporary psychiatric opinion where, like, you had a mental disorder. And um, they stated that, unlike race and religion, sexuality did have a, quote, functional relevancy to job performance. How? IDK, ask them. Uh, but if you did their ask website them, just kind of glazes over that. I, they do admit to it on their website, but they just kind of like, still there was this. You know? Um, I think the point they're trying to make is that they think they're deviants and that they're going to uh, just try to. Uh, they're yeah, gonna like well, sexually I mean, that was assault like, everyone in the office place or something like that. And that was like the thinking at the time, yeah. you know, like. Um. You know, they were, like I said, citing contemporary psychiatric opinion. What were we? We were still like psychopaths at the time or something yeah, like that. So. Um, so some of the actual policy statement snippets include the assertion that homosexuality was an issue of public health, not personal or sexual freedom. Uh, quote, it is not within the province of the union to evaluate the social validity of laws aimed at the suppression or elimination of homosexuality. And, quote, overt acts of homosexuality constituted a common law felony that some states or communities deemed socially necessary or beneficial. Which is, like, that's why you exist. Because these places have these laws that are not constitutional. And you come in and you tell them that it shouldn't be a common law felony. You guys know that's why you exist, right? What the hell were they representing at the time? Were they, like, doing... Who? <laughs> what civil liberties were they... I don't know. Well, it was the 50s. It, and conveniently, conveniently for them, this was during McCarthyism. Right. So they, it gave them a nice little out there to justify their policy, like, oh, we don't want to get, you know, brought in. Yeah, we can't be... whatever. Blacklisted by... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, and here's how their little timeline slash literature thing on their website excuses all that nonsense and this is in parenthetical so quote that judgment shouldn't be seen as more myopic than it was it would be six years before the supreme court decided that the u.s constitution protected privacy under any circumstances so oh okay okay it's okay to be completely not progressive or try to change injustices i thought that's what the aclu did but i guess i've been confused so like it's cool because so their view like, is that like the no we, one we had to focus more on the fourth amendment than than this no no i think the <coughs> argument was that well the, i'm thinking the the way I interpret that is that um, it's like saying it's like it's like if Kansas said, um, "Don't take into consideration too much the fact that we didn't have a marriage law at the time, or you know, marriage equality law at the time, because it wasn't until 2015 that the federal government passed a marriage e- equality law." You know, it's like, but that's not an excuse, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, it bothers me. Every time someone is like, well, but it was a product of the time. No. No, there's no such thing as a product of the time. There's a product of the time and you've closed your eyes to everything else. Anti-slavery stuff has been going on since the beginning of, like, since before anyone came to the New World. You know, like, but no one wanted to listen. I don't believe you that 
or isn't a product of their time because it can be a product you can be a product of your time and still ignore or not believe what someone else is saying they just yeah, didn't well, believe that's ignorance. people people were ignorant yeah and people should be not ignorant like so if someone is telling you that a gay person is a person and that they want to have sex with someone that you don't want to have sex with like well i mean of course i agree why, with they, you that on that you like i don't think it's their business anyway to have any kind of to even be able they, to discuss well, they, it but um the aclu that's what they exist for is marginalized communities well, I, I didn't mean you know? them specifically but no i know i'm just i'm i'm still pissed off at yeah. them right now um and I'm eating cheese. Sorry if that comes across. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Where are we in this? Um, basically, oh. So the policy stance was revoked in 1963 after various, like, little local branches were like, um, no, and represented queer clients and queer clients and tried to get rid of, you know, local stupid... See product of their time right there they had members they had chapters of their own organization saying y'all are ignorant idiots and you're not listening to us and so like they finally gave in in 1963 because ev everyone was already doing what was right you know like it, it's just ridiculous yeah the fact that their other that that branches of their own organization were doing this thing, despite McCarthyism and despite the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court hadn't, hadn't done anything yet, you know? Yeah. It drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. Yeah, I didn't mean to say that the ACLU say, was a product of their time and like that. No. But, uh, I just no, I mean, get what I you're saying. I think the concept exists. I, I think it, I think it exists, but I don't think it's acceptable. Oh, well, yeah, that's a dip. But... That's a whole different rabbit hole yeah. um okay so is that where we're at do you want me to white ryan it up um, for us oh that's where we're at if we don't want me to go on to like a like a tirade again on like kneeling on people's necks fair enough all right well um if you guys would like to like us we would like you mucho mucho um I don't know why I said that. Uh, go to our Facebook page. It's called Queer All Year. Please like us. And um, you can go for a more in-depth discussion to our group. It's called the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia. <clears throat> you can also check us out on Twitter or Instagram as Queer All Year Pod. And um, if you want to get bonus episodes, bloopers, ringtones, and more, you can check us out on Patreon.com slash Queer All Year. It's dope. It's got its own... Uh, theme song. So, uh, yeah, check out Patreon. The theme song as a ringtone. No, not that. Is I mean, no, it? it has. I wrote and recorded a different theme song for Patreon. Oh, it's really yeah. funky. So you got to check right. that out. Um, yeah. And we would also really appreciate it if um, on whatever app you're using to listen to the podcast however you're doing it if you could go in there and give us a five-star review and maybe a rating if you have the time um 
or a uh, a review. I don't know if that's what I said, but uh, five star rating. And yeah, review. five star rating and review, please. And if you want to, if you're giving us um, like constructive criticism, please also send that to the that you want a response. Yeah, to. that you want a response to. Um, uh, please uh, send that to the Queer All Year Mafia, and uh, we'll discuss it on there because um, we really do want uh, input so we can improve. Yep. Um, I think that covers it. I don't know if I said, I know I talked about patreon.com slash queer all year, but I don't know if I said the website name, yep. but nice glasses. I see you wearing so. those. Uh, so what you got with what? the unicorn oh. up in here? They're not glasses. I put earrings over my glasses. I don't know why. Um, so like I said, the unicorn takes, uh, either Saturday or Sunday as a Sabbath, oh, and right. we're not really sure. She might just she might just be lazy. So she has the same advice as yesterday. She says, too old is just a mindset. Get out of it. Get uh, out so of it. Oh, get out of it. You, you might be too old to enter, like, a Toddlers and Tierras con- contest. Like, that one might just be some. You might have just missed out on it. Or that maybe one. that's just um, society not accepting a grown person wanting to be in a toddler competition. I feel like that would be highly inappropriate. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. So, too old is just a mindset unless it's highly inappropriate. Yeah, Um, if you're like a uh, 14-year-old girl, don't think that too old is just a mindset What is it? Half half plus seven. Plus Seven. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's—I don't know if that's a really mindset, a thing to go by. That was like a, a weird thing. Um, it works if you're forty. Yeah, but if you're like a a, a sixty-year-old or whatever, or, or well, what? Yeah. Still wouldn't be that bad. An eighty-year-old would be marrying a forty-seven-year-old. Yeah, I don't know. Hugh Hefner is too old. I mean, he's dead now, but. That's my benchmark right there. Hugh okay. Uh, take us um, out of here. Hugh, Hugh Hefner is just a mindset. Get out of it. And remember that wherever you are is exactly where the universe wants you to be. 